Big Fluff. Nobody has the movie I want. Hey, if it's on video, Blockbuster probably has it. I mean, we have over 10,000 videos. Wow. I'll watch these fast and have them back tomorrow, I promise. Relax. At Blockbuster, you can keep your videos for three evenings, so take home plenty. And, and use our 24-hour quick drop. Do you have any children's videos? Sure. Blockbuster's America's family video store. You know, we have more kids' videos than any place else. And more movies, more nights, more fun. Blockbuster Video. Wow. What a difference. Hey, this is Karen Parsons, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. Stay safe. Or don't. <laughs> Hello again, I'm Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and with me, Lars Periwinkle. How are you? I'm not doing that well. How are you? I am also not doing well. Okay, that was, I think we both answered honestly, and I think a lot of people are feeling the same way. So why don't you say we just distract them with a bunch of boring banter about popular culture for an hour. I love that idea and i think here's the perfect place to start yes because don't we all just want to go to a simpler time when you know we didn't i don't know we weren't just constantly filled with existential dread uh but clearly i don't know if you saw this or not but the last blockbuster in bend oregon realizes this uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Did you see this? Uh, have you heard about this? I don't know why no, I turned I it to like. I actually. <laughs> I turned it to like a ninety. Uh, what else is in the news? <laughs> yeah, you, you guys. Uh, you ever try to airline food? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, that was my Jay Leno. For those keeping track, that is another impression I can't do. <laughs> that was perfect. I thought he was here. <clears throat> I thought the last blockbuster was in Alaska. Is that not the case anymore? No, apparently it's in Bend, Oregon. That's what the All right. Yeah, I d- I didn't know this either. But so, yeah, it's in um Deschutes County. D E S C H U T E S. Uh but yeah, so it's the they're saying that they're the last blockbuster, but basically they're partnering with Airbnb and offering a chance to rent out the store and they have, they have photos. Like the photos are, are great where they've set up a very like throwback area in the store for you. There's like a couch and there's like a TV and you know, you have just the, the whole place full of snacks and old VHS, I guess. I don't know if they have DVD there now, but yeah, they should. The one I went to in, uh, Wasilla, Alaska, um, had a, it was mostly DVDs. Oh, okay. Huge so they did, so, cause yeah, like, TV, both TV shows and movies. But yeah, to me, like I still, um, picture, I still pictured big chunky VHS boxes. Of course. 
What, what that's the last thing you saw about it so you've rented out to do what exactly uh yeah so here's like i i'm on the official airbnb uh i mean they do thankfully talk about the cdc guidelines that they're following like they they make a point to tell you that essentially i guess the owner of the store will give you the key and you all be wearing masks and they'll let you in and the place will be sanitized in between stays so all of that's good uh, you know, but, uh, it says whether you want to stay up until sunrise or pass out on the couch, we've created the perfect space complete with a pullout couch, bean bags, and pillows for you to cozy up with new releases from the nineties, crack open a two liter of Pepsi before locking into a video game, charting your future in a game of mash or watching movie after movie, but be wary of reciting bloody Mary in the staff bathroom <laughs> as you may have just summoned the ghost rumored to haunt the store. And help yourself to some nerds, raisinets, and popcorn. Heavy on the butter, but make sure you save room for a couple of slices. But yeah, it says like you, the place is yours. It says up to four people. There's a couch. There's a bed. There's like a you know media station, and then yeah, I, I, like you have access to. It sounds like a popcorn machine that's making you some popcorn and snacks, and you just hang out and watch movies. I mean, it's an Airbnb, like they're doing an Airbnb, but just okay. the theme is blockbuster. Blockbuster. <clears throat> Look, I'm not going to lie. It sounds fun. I would do it. I would say, though, OK, that's good. That's man. You know what? That's good advertising <sighs> because I I did all those things. They did the Bloody Mary thing where you say the shit in the mirror yeah. in the dark. That was that was in retrospect dumb. It was dumb at the time. I didn't know I was doing that. So probably because a girl said it would be cool. I'm like, oh, in the bathroom in the dark with a girl and 15 other fucking kids um, that, that smell like bad soup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then also the mash thing where you map out your future. But no one's going to do that. That's dumb. It's good branding. However, let me just say, um, nerds. Okay, like they're a, they're just crunchy sugar candy whatever raisinets are terrible yeah they're fucking terrible yeah. they need to stop making it and don't bring them up because when you bring up raisinets it makes me not want to have snack food at all it makes me upset that snack food exists because raisinets are gross yeah i don't know if this is something from my real life or something i'm remembering from a movie but when you said raisinets too i just remembered the idea of someone taking raisinets and pouring them into their popcorn at a movie theater like i said i sincerely can't remember if i knew someone who did this or i saw someone doing this i'm only remembering it because it's really upsetting to me the concept of it and it stuck with yeah, me that sounds it's familiar to me too it might well you know what i was about to say it must have been in a movie but we could have been at the same place when that was happening a long ass time ago I mean, sweet and salty, I guess, but not, it's like it's not sweet. The chocolate doesn't taste like chocolate. The raisin doesn't taste like a raisin. Like it all tastes like it tastes like a kind of chocolatey styrofoam is how I remember raisinets. I also I, I don't think I've ever seen raisinets anywhere except at a movie theater. Like they don't you can't go to a grocery store and buy a box of raisinets. Also, why would you? But like to me, they're only a candy that is behind the glass at the concession stand of a movie theater. When you got when you're sitting in the dark with nothing else to do but stare at a screen, maybe you want to ingest this semi inexpensive, tasteless, chewy yet chalky treat. 
So here you go. Here's our market. You got, you're enjoying a movie. You don't have to be enjoying these. You just need your hands and mouth to be doing something, I guess. You know, don't we all just need our hands and mouths to be doing something? At the end of the day. I don't know why you have to get dirty about this, Murphy. I don't know. I don't know why we have to. I don't know why we have to be, make this this podcast so immature. Hey, did I ever say dirty? I was repeating what you said, which I was taking as a You're fundamental right. truth about the world, which according to Lars Periwinkle, what life is, is just a series of activities to do for your hand and mouth. Is that not what you were saying? Did I misunderstand you? Oh, man. No, this is horseshit. Everyone heard your tone. I saw your eyebrows. I see your stupid face right now. Oh, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, you should see this goofy face cackling away from the microphone. You know what? With this attitude, you're not invited to my Bend Oregon <laughs> Airbnb blockbuster <laughs> party now. <laughs> No, hang out in a blockbuster and watch whatever you want and like eat pizza and stay up all night. Yes, that sounds fun. Oh, and if you could, oh, if they rent video games there. Oh, man, if you could play some Sega Genesis or some N64. Oh, geez. This actually, this was a good idea. Way to go, Bend Oregon. No, it's, it's smart. I can see why you guys are the last blockbuster. You guys are on it with the marketing. Like, no, really smart. So if you're in this blockbuster... You're you're spending the night. If you had your choice, what what would you go to? Like, what would be your your snack? Like, if they had everything, oh, the snack, yeah, ooh, the snack and the blockbuster. Um, you know, I've always been a sucker uh, for having Twizzlers during a movie, and I know that's controversial to some people. Is because, it? boy, do people take a hard stance with the Red Vines and the Twizzlers. But we're a Twizzlers family, and so I would go for Twizzlers. Man, it was crazy. When I moved out here to L.A., you know, I, I obviously grew up with Twizzlers because you and I grew up together. But, like, the, I got jumped into the Red Vine gang. You you have to. Like, it's – they don't fuck around out okay. here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, you want to go? You gotta go native. You don't want to. You don't want to upset yeah. the uh, indigenous population. But do you do you find that they're superior? Do you miss a Twizzler every once in a while? I, I've. I, I gotta be honest. That was just a joke. I've. I've never bought red vines since okay. I've lived here. <laughs> it just sounded funny. Refuses I go, to change. Yeah. Mr. Murphy refuses to change. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But no, that, you that look would in my cupboard right I now. Probably... I have Old Bay. In that cupboard. <laughs> What's a burrito? I don't eat burritos. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> no, the burritos are amazing. Like, burrito game is strong out here. They, they don't fuck around with that. That's real. Yeah, my, my humble opinion, I think the burrito game is stronger up in San Francisco. I think, uh, I think L.A. is a taco Ooh. town. But I've had very little experience in both those cities, just a couple visits. But that's my personal opinion. That's, I mean, I, I haven't been there, so I can't, I can't compare and contrast. But, I mean, compared to the East Coast, it's, it's night and day. Oh. Yes, indeed. So, but that's, that's what I would go to is like I'm, I'm probably going to uh, I'm gonna eat an entire package of Twizzlers until the room – around me just smells like many people's farts and my stomach hurts 
And then, all right. So for me, like I would, they said they had popcorn. So I'm, I'm just going popcorn. Like I'm going classic, like, cause I'm hoping that if they say popcorn at the last blockbuster, what they mean is that it's like movie theater popcorn. So like with that butter that like, if you get in your clothes, it is never coming out that like, yeah. it is definitely not butter. I don't know what it is, but the oil that like is uh-huh. pumped onto popcorn with some salt <laughs> and that's where I'm going. But now, oh, so then that brings up the next question though, is what, so Again, because I'm assuming, like, I, they might be modern. I, for all I know, you could probably watch, like, mo- you know, the Avengers movies if you wanted to. But, like, in your mind, if you're doing the 90s throwback, is there, like, a movie that you would, like, pick up? Like, is there something? You're in a blockbuster. You're eating the Twizzlers. You have this throwback, like, couch area. You, you've paid for the Airbnb. Like, what, what are you watching? Like, is there a movie that comes to mind? Yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Use is what that's I want to watch. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the one. It's a little lighter than the the original because that first Ninja Turtles movie was dark. Yeah, and, uh, and weird. Yeah, dark. But, yeah, dark and very weird. The second one just as weird, not as dark, probably a little more corny. But it's, that's it's probably also... My, that, that, um, Sorry, if I, I just want to tangent for one second because it's so funny now because it's like it's become known that to any of these movies, any of these big like superhero movies or whatever, there's always, you know, a lot of times it's like something out of the sky. There's like a beam or there's aliens or there's whatever. But it's always like the planet is at stake. The That first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as far as I remember it, Shredder is just trying to, like, sell some bootleg, like, stereos and VCRs. <laughs> Very low yeah, ambition. They don't really, yeah, they don't really talk about um, what his what his plan is beyond corrupting the youth of New York City. Yeah, he has a child gang that is stealing yeah. things, and then he's selling them. But that really seems to be the extent of it. It doesn't... It's not funding anything, as far as we know. No, no, just ruining children's lives. Yeah. Uh, is his game plan. Um, and who is it? Is the, it second uh, one, the second one, not much. The, the second one is revenge on the turtles for foiling his plan of ruining children's lives, so... And the and is it Sam Rockwell that's in the first one? Like, isn't there a notable? Sam Rockwell is the first one. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, is the second one is that away cartons of cigarettes? Is that Super Shredder the second one? Super Shredder is in the second one along with Vanilla Ice. I need to rewatch these. It's been you can tell I'm I'm out of. Uh, did I ever tell you the saddest <laughs> thing? So I know we've talked on the show before about the small town movie theater that when we were in high school you uh-huh. worked in and therefore I you i saw the matrix like a hundred uh-huh. times i don't know like way too many times we, yeah we, we, would, we would get bored every single night during the summer and <laughs> just go watch the matrix yeah but before that when i was whatever age i was when the teens mutant ninja turtles 3 came out i was young enough to want to see it but old enough to have some amount of autonomy i remember (laughs) my parents dropping me off at that movie theater so i could see it and i am not kidding i was the only person in that theater (laughs) 
<laughs> it happens so often at the Brian's Road movie theater that uh, you would be the only person in the theater. There were times where when I was working there, we would run the movie in case someone wanted to come in late, but there'd be no one in there. Yeah. I also, at that movie theater, I have memories of a reel being backwards, like where somehow it had been wound the wrong way. So it was like, you know, because again, kids, this is back in the day when you had reels. Like if you if you watch Fight Club, yeah. they explain how that works if you don't know. But like with the little like <laughs> cigarette burn in the corner and they'd have to like switch the reel. There was one movie. I, I wish I could remember what movie it was, but it was like, so you, we, I watched like half of the movie and then it got time to switch a reel and there somehow at that theater they had wound it wrong so when it went to switch the reel it was like backwards so everything so imagine like the way that it's supposed to be if you wound it the other way so everything is playing from the end backwards and flipped nuts what how what was the audio synced up with that or was the audio I, normal i think it was all no i think the audio was screwed up too i think like everything it was all fucked up okay. yeah there was also there was a different movie this is a different experience where the reels were out of order and it was really jarring to watch because it wasn't clear that what happened at first but it was like so the movie skipped ahead for a while <laughs> And then that's such a bit. The real bitch about that is that I they fired me from that job for being unprofessional. What? How can you be unprofessional yeah. at that job? What is professional they look said, like? Well, they got angry with me one time because I uh, one time I sat down and watched part of the movie because lit- <laughs> there was nothing <clears throat> there was nothing to do. There were like two people in the theater, and you had to go in and check check on the theater while the movie was playing. And um, I went in and checked in, and uh, I sat down for like twenty minutes and watched part of the movie, and that was that was really it. That you got fired for that? Yeah. Well, the um, the owner was a married couple, and the um, uh, one of them had really didn't like me because she uh, she wanted to do like theme nights in the movie theater where we like wore costumes and shit, and I wouldn't have minded that. Except she, she would just get random crap that would look stupid. So you didn't, like, you couldn't did, pick like, the costume. It was just, she would just. No, touch. no, no. It wasn't like come dressed up like this. It was like wear this hat that doesn't fit your head. Yeah. Or like put on, put on this, you know, like this, I, I don't know, like, like, like this, this plastic costume that is a jacket that also doesn't fit you and looks really dumb. And I would just say, look, I, it, I don't. I don't want to do that. I look. Look at me. <laughs> like I just. I don't think I'm going to do that. Thank you very much. And so she had a bad taste in her mouth when it came to me. Anyway, so that, um, that, he, I didn't play any movies backwards. That, <laughs> that that movie theater was so funny too because it was it was built into a strip mall like awkwardly and it's whatever you're picturing for a movie theater. It was really small. Like the theaters were small. Uh, it, it was just sort of like. I don't know, like they, you know, cleared out a Kmart. I don't remember what was there before it, but like they clearly just like cleared out a department store and somehow like jammed, what was it, three screens? Or I don't even remember how many theaters or like. It was three decent sized screens and one closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
just jammed in. Yeah, it, was, it was rough. I think. I mean, it was great for the area. You didn't have to drive to Waldorf, Maryland. Well, and I could walk or, there. Uh, That's why. I, beyond. Yeah, and you could walk there. Yeah. yeah, it was great for the neighborhood. It's just like they they were basically just we're here, so that should be enough, right? Yeah, which I mean, <laughs> you, can, you can you can watch the fucking movie, which they got a significant <laughs> amount of money from me with that plan. So yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. I think it may have balanced out in the time that you worked there. I might have like made up for every like the balance between what I paid to see there and what I saw for free, <laughs> like might yeah, have yeah, might have totally. tipped at some point. <laughs> yeah. And listen, it didn't go. It, it went out of business years and years after I worked there. I like it, it wasn't I wasn't stealing money from them. It was just basically look the difference between me charging you and not charging you was seven bucks. Yeah. And I had no reason to run the movie otherwise. So, all right, come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> just I, fuck. Well, that's the thing. And it, again, we were literally just watching The Matrix over and over again, which, like, the alternative <laughs> is I wouldn't have done that. Like, I wouldn't. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, I was only doing it because I could do it for free. You weren't actually losing money because I would not have seen The Matrix in the theater six times if I was paying yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah, we would have made the same zero dollars <laughs> off of you. And then we'd, we wouldn't get the pleasure of turning The Matrix into a, a Rocky Horror Picture Show type extravaganza. Most fun, most fun I've ever had, possibly in my entire life, seeing a movie was just seeing The <laughs> Matrix with you and, like, just mocking the movie the whole time. <laughs> Out of love. Oh, we loved that movie, but like also it oh, was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, no, absolutely ridiculous. Doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Not Revolutionize the way movies are made. Also stupid. It's pretty stupid. You've been down that road before, and then it literally shows a road. It pants to just a road. <laughs> That's a, that, correct. That is a road. I couldn't have visualized this metaphor otherwise, unless you explicitly reminded <laughs> me what a road was. I think my my favorite part was towards the end when uh when when Tank when Tank kills Cipher. <laughs> and he, first he says a very long line beforehand in which anything could have happened. Mm -hmm. And um then when he spits it's completely dry. That was my favorite part cuz we would both go Pua! Well because, because no no spit came out. There was no spit. But no spit came out, so he compensated for that by cartoonishly making a sound effect as if spit had come out. Like I, it, and that then they much, used that, that take. <laughs> like that's what's confusing about it. Yeah, it should have been okay. One more time, can you muster some saliva? Uh, can we get a prop guy in here? Like I don't know. Can we rig something up to? Like... Yeah, is there a cut man that can come in and squirt some water in his mouth, please? <laughs> It's weird to Lord. ask, is there someone who can be a double to spit in his face? Like, that's an odd <laughs> request, granted, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good stuff, though. Well, hey, since we're, we're on the nostalgia train, there are yeah. two really weird reboots that I have heard about that I, I'm trying to make sense of. So I, I thought I should bring them... Uh, to your attention, you know what? Let's start with this okay. one first. I was trying to debate between the two which one to talk about. But so I'm going to read this. This is from Comic Book Resources. Um, <sighs> and it says, uh, you know, a lot of the intro that we don't need. But um, 
The Los Angeles film company Align is helping develop an animated film titled Blazing Samurai. The film takes the basic premise of Blazing Saddles and transplants it into the samurai era. The story follows a dog named Hank who dreams of becoming a samurai when he becomes in charge of protecting uh, Kakamucho. He learns that the town is populated entirely by cats. This is real. This is a real movie that is being... It's an animated movie called Blazing Samurai, where a dog sheriff is going to go take control of a town full of cats. <clears throat> I was really hoping that no one would bring any attention to Blazing Saddles for a little while. <laughs> it's especially now, right? Like yeah, particularly yeah. <laughs> out of touch at this moment in time to be like, you know what we should bring back and re-examine yep. critically the film Blazing Saddles. <laughs> there is. Yeah. I, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a movie that was but made yeah. to be to be a parody of how out of touch society was in America in the 70s pertaining to race relations and it's it gets complicated but on its basic level it's it's just poking fun at not poking fun it's taking a shit on ignorance in the most obvious way possible uh, but I just like I was like with all the yes. all, all the things that are being canceled, I'm like, please don't touch Blazing Saddles. That was a very specific time in history. Well, and it's funny because that's an argument that I've heard made quite a bit, actually. Like, people have said, you could never make Blazing Saddles now. And that's true because, I mean, one, it was already made, so you'd get sued uh, for right. copyright <laughs> infringement. But uh, but no, it's it's very much a product of its time I do think its intentions were to shine a light on this stuff, but it, it, the way of doing that is by having people say a lot of things that are not yeah. okay. To, I, they weren't okay to say then, but they're definitely not okay right. now, you know. And it's a yeah, and I, the, the like Mel, Mel Brooks was. I know we're not just talking about Blazing Styles, just because we sh you shone a light on it. Um, Mel Brooks wanted to make the movie and, along with um, with Gene Wilder. And they had the idea, but they really didn't know how to do it the right way. And so their natural choice to uh, co-write it and star in it was Richard Pryor. And you can see him all over that. The only reason that he wasn't the star of the picture was because the studio refused to insure him. Um, because mm -hmm. he's a goddamn wild card and he was very open about, um, uh, his drug use and, and all that shit. So that's the only reason he didn't start. I think if he had starred in, in the movie, it would be a different story because <clears throat> Pryor was a, a pioneer in a lot of ways. And one of those ways was, um, being really cavalier, first of all, with his public use of the N word. But also talking about how that word is used, what it means to different communities and what's okay about it, what's not okay about it and, and things like that. And that I think that shows through in Blazing Saddles, it, the, I almost said in spades. But it shows but yes, through very Blazing brightly, Saddles, I would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yes. It's a minefield. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, I, and I would agree with all that. And it, it is, uh, you know, obviously it's a movie that I grew up uh, treasuring and honestly do not want to go back and re-examine because, you know, like some stuff you really, you know, I mean, it's it's best left in your memory of a different time. And, you know. Yeah, but, so, some of it is. Some of it is. But I think, I mean, you you show that movie today and I think people people clear of mind would still laugh their asses off at just those ignorant motherfuckers in that movie and how they're best at every turn. It's like the dumb, overtly racist shit that was happening. It was almost like he wasn't even pushing the envelope. It's just, you know what? That was probably what it was. Let's do it as stupidly as possible. Yeah. And wasn't it like, I'm trying to remember, I'm pretty sure didn't Richard Pryor say that he really loved writing the character of Mongo? In that movie, oh, like, yeah. Com- yeah. like coming up with things for Mongo to say, like Mongo is just a pawn in the game of life. <laughs> like, <laughs> only pawn in game of life. And also, you'll notice, um, you'll notice that Gene Wilder and uh, Mel Brooks, who are also in that movie, um, don't ever say the word. They don't yeah. say it because they weren't comfortable with it and they didn't want to. It was just really just that's that's the way it, it was and still is for some stupid fucking reason and that's what's up it and by the way has nothing to do with cats and dogs why would they even call why would they say it's a reboot or a parody or has anything to do with blazing saddles yeah that i wondered that too that was now we've landed on what yeah what my reaction was which is i don't even think it's a bad concept necessarily to make a children's movie that maybe even does talk about race and does it through the idea of a dog being the... Well, he's also... I mean, did I read that it said sheriff? But that also doesn't make sense if it's samurai. That he's, a, I guess he's a samurai, not a sheriff, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's a town full of cats and he's a dog. Okay, but yeah, why, why invoke this film? Especially when you're making a children's movie like why why do this to yourself yes yeah if you want to if you want to write the story first of all i think it's um it'd be it'd be more accurate to call it zootopia (laughs) (laughs) but um if you're gonna do it why yeah like just like you said why evoke the name why why compare it to this this other movie like it's um it's a, it sounds like a fish out of water story. Yeah. Doesn't have to be that fish out of water story. Well, yeah, Could be any fish out of water story. Well, yeah. I mean, because if you're doing this, like, how much are you going to take from that movie? Like, is the end going to be a, like, world-breaking chase through, like, where you break out, of, you, you know, where you go, like, meta Deadpool style and like you leave the movie that you're filming and go to the movie theater like the end like you know what I mean like when you say that it's that is it literally just it's a dog that is in a town full of cats like if how much are you pulling from this concept yeah exactly and and don't forget you know the they spent they spent the bulk of the movie uh, attacking ignorant racism then they spent a couple minutes on ignorant hobophobia. Yeah. And then they went full meta and then the movie ended. So calling it blazing anything and comparing it to that movie, you're you're setting yourself up, I think, for either um not hitting the mark or hitting the mark. And both those things are bad for kids. 
Yeah. What's also, but I think that's what I'm just trying to say too, is like, you can't recreate the dialogue or a lot of where the comedy came from. If you're just doing this for the plot, that's a, why? (laughs) Yes. Why is the big question. I think, yeah, I, I really don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but I, I should say, I mean, it's got a big name cast, uh, including apparently Mel Brooks is voicing a character uh, in the movie. Okay. But like Michael Cera, Samuel L. Jackson, Michelle Yeoh, like there, there's a lot of name people that are like going to be in this animated Blazing Samurai movie. Yeah. You know what? If they if the goal was to pique my curiosity enough to get my money to watch it, mission accomplished. Yeah. So. There's that. Yeah. But just like, seriously, you gotta, you, mm, you really gotta do well if you're gonna, if you're gonna do something like this, you know, it's, it's a work, but the, the nerve is exposed right now. I'd say high risk, high reward would be the way I would look at that. Like, yes, indeed. If you pull this off, I will be incredibly impressed, but there's, there feels like a lot of minefields for you to navigate. No, absolutely. I was, I forget what I was, um, watching the other day. Um, but it was, you know what? I remember it. I was watching some, uh, old, uh, Monty Python's flying circus and it reminded me about how awesome it was when Nazis were still funny. And I think Nazis oh, will yeah. be funny again someday, but this right now you could, I don't think it would be wise you'd have to do it in a very smart way to show nazis in a funny way because nazis are not funny right now you know down the line i think was the last time before they were but they're not right now was the last time nazis were funny was it when we were all having fun with that one video of hitler where it was in german and then people would just create subtitles based on like current event you know what i'm talking about where it's this scene where he's in like his war room He's talking to everybody and that then he's funny. like he gets that really mad funny. and then they all leave like remember when we could do that and it like because if you did yeah. that now with current events it would just be a to a <laughs> like this isn't funny because he's not like <laughs> he's not talking about pokemon anymore like he's he's literally talking about like how terrible you just translated it you just literally <laughs> translated it i don't want to yeah. hear that <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right. Um, well, no, it was probably jo- Jojo Rabbit, but that's how that's oh, how right, smart right. and dedicated you have to be to try to make Hitler kind of funny. Is that to, movie and should that not movie work. Was actually, it was heavy and tragic, but Hitler was kind of funny in that. I think that's as close as you get yeah, for a it, little while. No, that's true. And yeah, I, I somehow forgot about that movie. But yeah, also like it works because the Hitler in the movie is a child's imaginary friend version of hitler like it's very clear that this is how he's imagining him you know which does weirdly work no no absolutely it, it also helps that it's being played by a jewish person yeah who's a silly man who i love like that also helps yes, yes, yes. Who's, a, who's a ridiculous man <laughs> all right indeed so i i promised though there were two odd okay reboots so i'm a, i'm afraid i'm afraid of the next one you're going to say go for it okay so there was, and I should have played this for you before we did this show, but I did not. So there is a, uh, this guy named Morgan Cooper made uh, a fake movie trailer. And what he did 
was he took the television show, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and he made it serious. Like, if instead of a sitcom, what if it was a drama? And he kind of beat for beat, like, gives you the this premise of, like, you know, uh, there's uh, the Will Smith character, and he's in Philadelphia, and the gang gets upset with them, and then he comes out, uh, you know, he moves in with his auntie and uncle in Bel-Air obviously uh but uh, it's this trailer and it's really beautifully shot and it basically this guy made this thing as you know like a a fan project it got so popular and so watched that it got the attention of will smith who is now working with him to develop this into an actual show and apparently it is being shopped around like quincy jones is now involved and it's being shopped to various networks that are all interested in actually making the show. I think it's great. I kind of love it. So, so great. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer? Like I, I did not check with you yeah. about this. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I watched the trailer. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Cause like, <clears throat> I, I don't know. Did you get the feeling when you were watching it of, Oh, this is probably what the show should have been. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I haven't really talked about this here, but like, with HBO Max, uh, and I don't know if you've been doing this, but like, you know, Molly and I did start watching uh, some of the old Fresh Prince, like, and, um, you know, like, it was interesting, especially season one. I mean, the show gets sillier and more sitcom-y as it goes on, but that first season, like, does hit, like, there's an episode about Will and Carlton getting pulled over by the police and being thought to be you know having like they're basically locked up and accused of stealing a car uh because i I think it is uncle phil's car like i forget the exact specifics but the their name isn't on the registration so that it's assumed that they stole or no i think it's a judge friend of his and it's like a white judge that they're driving his car or something oh yeah i do recall that now no kidding when he first started talking about it, it wasn't ringing a bell but i remember uncle phil talking to that judge for some reason or another yeah sure yeah and then and like phil basically has to come down to the you know small town that they're driving through to to get them out but like it it's this like they deal with a lot in that episode of Carlton not wanting to believe like Phil or uh, will like kind of being from Philadelphia and being like, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know what's up. And, and Carlton being like, mm. no, they're these cops have our best interest at heart. <laughs> and like, sure. There's this like really poignant scene at the end uh, where it is Carlton talking to uncle Phil and kind of trying to, to reconcile like if it was racism or not that that he experienced and it is uncle phil saying something to the effect of like you know i asked myself that same question the first time it happened to me and it's like they they get all that into an episode and they i feel like they they dealt with a lot of that stuff early on and then like i said i mean you know for whatever reason sitcoms tend to get broader and sillier the longer they uh go on I, i think it got further away from that and also i mean Kind of, you know, will the longer he's in Bel Air, obviously the show dynamics are going to change a little bit too. But yeah, to your point, I think that stuff is like it doesn't feel weird to do a more serious take. Like it does kind of make sense, you know, and, and it does work oddly well. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about fish out of water, and that's probably that was. That was the joke with the show. There's this kid from West Philadelphia who goes to Bel Air and 
it was like it was funny. Look, he doesn't know how to navigate these things and things like that. But the way they presented it in this trailer, um, he didn't get in one little fight. He got in a fight and they found a, a handgun on him. So he gets shipped out west right. away from everything that he knows into a world he has he has no idea and like he's living in a household from this man who's who's um who worked his way out of the projects who is now wealthy and a judge um um you know so he's a a servant of the law and he runs his household as such and this guy's trying to conform but doesn't really want to because he think everyone is fake and they don't know what the world is like they all are wealthy they don't have any real problems and they also don't like him because he's different and he's challenging their beliefs. And I, I, I dig that so much. I would, I would watch the the shit out yeah. of that. Remember the episode? Um, it might have been in season one or maybe season. Two. I haven't watched it in a very long time. But he takes um, ooh, Tatiana Ali. What was the youngest daughter's name? Oh, uh, Ashley. It was Hillary, Carlton, and Ashley. Takes yeah. Ashley to East L.A. And he tells them. And I'm like, look. I, and look. Murphy, I don't know if you've ever been to East L.A. But let me tell you about this fucking place. <laughs> yeah, please do. I'm trying to learn. So explain it to me. <laughs> All you need to know is you don't want to go there. Okay. Um, right. Noted. <laughs> oh, God. He just got up out of his kitchen and left. Where'd you go? <laughs> um, uh, and that was like, oh my God, you took our daughter to East Los Angeles, which is on the other side of the city in which they live, which is you, you don't even go to all the parts in the city you live in. Like it's really, um, uh, those are the things that resonated me with when I was a kid, but it was, it resonated with me as a joke. Yeah, but that's um, that could be some real shit. And I wouldn't mind that it, it wouldn't it doesn't seem to me to be uh, like Riverdale when they take a funny little comic and then turn it into yeah. this really heavy drama. I think the stakes are real and they always have been real. They were just presented to us in a sitcom. But there were also many very, very, quote unquote, special episodes of that show where they actually did have to tackle some of this stuff like those episodes where where maybe um Will's mom would visit from back east and he he did ask her like why'd you get rid of me like you got yeah. rid of me and I've just been out here and I don't see you and you're out there and I'm here and I'm gone so what the hell no and I you know? yeah I I think that was what was cool about the show is like obviously it feel it felt like you know if I had to guess I mean you know they they wanted a show for Will Smith which makes sense cuz he's ridiculously charismatic especially at that age and like was going to obviously be a huge star and so you're trying to he's from Philly you're trying to think of what to do so it's yeah it's like fish out of water he goes from Philly to LA but then it's willingness to ask those questions and examine the world and kind of go like, okay, so what, what does that mean? If his mom gave him up, why did she give him up? And how does he feel about that? And if he's living with his family, what did their lives look like if they live in Bel Air? And, you know, like you can see how much like Hillary, Hillary's a Valley girl, basically. Like she loves shopping yeah. on Rodeo drive and, you know, and Carlton, is really he's basically a young republican like he's grown up wealthy and you know like yeah. in this prep basically school. he calls himself a young a young republican his hero yeah. is ronald reagan donald trump makes a cameo in that show 
Yeah, which is because uh, that was uh, to to plug the the interview that I did. If uh, people didn't see it, where um, I did actually get to talk to um, you know the actress who played Hillary Banks on that mm-hmm. on the show, uh, who was ridiculously cool. But she she talked about that uh, to say that um, you know that basically that they have a line. I think it's Ashley says it that you know Donald Trump ruined my life and her just being like. Uh, you know, I bet I think we all wish that we had gotten to say that line now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you yeah. Uh, like, well, just to give it a plug, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, the that was like I don't know a month or two ago. Time is meaningless now; it doesn't matter. But yeah, Ka- yeah. <laughs> Karen Parson, who who played Hillary, who's doing really cool stuff uh, now, where she writes children's stories for a uh, foundation that she started called Sweet Blackberry. So that's cool. So that was just, I, that's not why I brought this up, but just since we're talking about it. Yeah, right on, right on. I didn't know that interview was so recent. That cool. That's yeah. Cool. There you go, Miss Parsons. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, I also, but the, to get back on to talk about the show, like one, I, I totally agree with you that thematically it does make sense. And then I think the other thing that is like a big factor for me is I'd rather see this because I feel like with a show like that and especially with it being on HBO Max and sort of having this renewed interest, there was going to be talk of like rebooting it somehow. And I feel like the other option would be to like have one of the the kids, you know, now they have kids. Like, I don't know how you, you know, like Ashley sends her children to live with Hillary <laughs> in Bel Air or something. You know what I mean? Like some desire right, right. to to do the next generation. But one, I don't think that would have been as good anyway, but then also anything using the original cast where now you, unfortunately we don't have James Avery still in the world, like was never going to feel right because he is such a presence in that show. And I, I really do think his relationship with will is the heart of that show. And so, no, a hundred, no, a hundred percent, because he really, he really did come to look on him as his son, but also they, they kind they, it was weird because Carlton is his son, but Will came from the same place as Phil did, but he, it was so frustrating because he was trying to bring him into his world and like, not say be Carlton, but like follow this path. Yeah. Like I did. Like I I became me following the path that my biological son is following. I want you to be yourself, but kind of follow this same path to success, but maintain yourself. And he couldn't he really couldn't come to terms with Will is just gonna be himself and he's gonna he's gonna follow his own path and that's really gonna be Man, that show was actually really brilliant. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I've ever said it out loud before. I watched every damn episode yeah. and loved it, and a lot of it was pretty important to me. But I guess I had never really put it into words before. No, yeah, and it's like no, it's definitely yeah, it's a good show and it's a good concept. And but yeah, all that to say that I'd rather see them update the story for like today and and get a new Will and a new Uncle Phil than do anything with like the the original cast that would just feel like fuller house or something like that that i've yeah. never watched because that feels weird and bums me out no yep <laughs> <laughs> i watched i watched the first episode and within eight minutes 
the entire cast literally mugged into the camera. And then uh, I was like, you know, if it's going to be that sort of show, I think I'm out. I yeah like I my without having watched it I imagine that it's like the last episode of when the whistle blows in extras where it's just yes. all of them standing there just saying their catchphrases to each other like no one's saying real that dialogue is cut it staggering, out staggeringly <laughs> accurate <laughs> uh I will say by the way too just side note did you ever watch the OC um, I watched a couple episodes because it was a popular show and I was yeah. in school. So I was trying to like understand why. And I watched <laughs> a couple episodes and did not understand why and moved on with my life. I did actually. I enjoyed that show. Like I, I used to watch. Well, also the one of the funniest sketches that Andy Samberg has ever been on in Saturday Night Live just takes a, a scene from that show with Misha Barton and uses the exact same music mm -hmm. and just like. Uh, cause in the uh, spoiler, I'm going to spoil the OC, uh, for everybody. Sorry if you haven't gotten around to watching it yet, but, uh, she shoots someone and then they play this. I don't know the song, but it's just like very dramatic song. But then uh. in, in SNL, they just keep, everybody keeps shooting each other and they keep playing the song over and over again. And it's, it is a plus, like just Andy Samberg, Lonely Island, like just, ridiculous anyway uh that was a tangent but just to say that that was kind of the vibe i got like serious fresh prince i think is the oc like i don't think i ever made that connection before but the the pitch of that show was that ryan uh the main character gets in some kind of trouble that i don't remember now that is serious like i think there was a jail time threatened and he has to go live with um you know um peter gallagher's eyebrows and adam brody uh, and in <laughs> Orange County, <laughs> so it, it basically oh, was eyebrows. That's I all I can think about now. They're they're dreaming. No, well, because he needed to lay low, so he just hid in them. You know, he just like tucked yes, himself indeed. away. Yes, in them. indeed. <laughs> I lo I love the 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 second act of his career as Hunky Granddad. Oh man, yeah. I love no, Peter Gallagher as Hunky Granddad. <laughs> And he really, he was great in that show. Like I, I, that show, I mean, it was very much a teen drama, but I mean, it also, it's what launched Olivia Wilde's career. Like there, there's a lot in there, you know, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, yeah, Adam I remember, Brody is um, great. Adam, Adam Brody leaving that show saying it's my turn now. <laughs> yeah. Mr. He still Mr. shows Brody. up randomly in things and yeah, it, it is really funny because I feel like. The people like Misha Barton like really didn't do anything after that. The people that like they thought were going to be, you know, their careers would be long because Olivia Wilde is like a background. She runs the club that one of them ends up working at or whatever, you know, like right. I don't think any of the people that they thought were going to be <laughs> the breakout star of that show turned out to be the breakout star of that show. Yeah. Yeah. And Misha Barton had a rough time there um, for a minute, but I'm. Um it looks like she's better now, which is great. Um, yeah, I think then, it's a what's home his run. Name? I think it's what? great that it's in um, it's in modern times, and also you're dealing with a family of color, um, with uh, a young man who is uh, seems to be very conservative, and a father who isn't, um, you know, um, uh, who works uh, works in law and order, and then this kid from the East Coast who's from a completely different world, and then um, you know, kind of a privileged. Um, older daughter and a younger impressionable daughter and a mom who 
turns into a completely different woman at one point. So she has to deal with that. I, I'm excited how they address that in the drama when in season three, they just recast her like, you know, yeah, <laughs> they didn't say I didn't see Jeffrey in the trailer. I don't know if he's in there or not, but you know, so they have a servant. Yeah. Well, it's also, yeah, it's unclear. I mean, there, so a couple, I do have like a couple more thoughts. Cause like, I'd be interested to see, you know, because obviously the trailer was just made and I I don't know, I would, you know, like I I would imagine a lot of these parts end up getting recast. Like they, I don't know if they would actually use the actors from the trailer, Uh, but there was a bit of like winking at the camera that was fun for that because of what they were doing, but that I would hope wouldn't actually be on the show because I think Uncle Phil actually said there's no butler to clean up your messes or something like there was some like winking at us about what we know and literally i think his mom did say you're moving with your auntie and uncle in bel-air like seriously she did say that for sure yep yeah so so some of that stuff i i don't know maybe your mileage may vary on that but well no because i was gonna say i think it's a home run i think you play it straight play it as a you know as a drama as a as something that is based in reality um i want the same exact opening song oh yeah no don't don't change it at all i love by the way when he's sitting in the the chair the throne like whatever you want to like i like the way that looked like i'm totally down to update and I should just say, too, visually, that trailer is beautiful. Like, I love the way it's shot, the way it's lit. Like, stylistically, Absolutely. like, I'm all in on if you shoot the show so it looks like that. But no, you sure. you shouldn't change a note of, like, still Will Smith. I don't even want someone covering it. I just want that song. Like, no, not at all. If you want to change the way the opening credits are shot and reenact them in a different way, fine. But... I want to hear that song. Put it, leave in the extra verse when he's talking about how horrific the plane ride was over, over America. I'll, yeah. I want to hear that too. Come on. You got it. It'll probably be an hour long. You got an hour. Let us hear the whole goddamn song. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, I, I, I'll watch this. I, I mean, I know that I'll watch this. Like I, <laughs> I will tune in to watch serious Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for sure. Yes, the first reboot you mentioned is questionable. I'm in. The second one yeah. is a home run. I am also in. I'm gonna watch whatever you. I'm just gonna watch whatever. We all have put a lot out. of time. That's just gonna happen. We yeah. we all have so much time on our hands right now. We might as well. Uh, plus, I'm out of stuff, man. Like I was on a good run. I watched all of Doom Patrol and all of Harley Quinn, and uh, they yeah. were both good, and I enjoyed them. And then now I'm out I, um, of the I'm stuff. I'm about to. I think. I think some someday soon. I'm about to watch uh, Money Plane. So, about to watch what? <sighs> Money Plane. I don't even know what that is. What is Money um, Plane? It's a. It's it stars the Edge from from wrestling. <laughs> you know Money what? Plane. Okay, money oh, plane the good is about the good the edge, not the not the one I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not from you two, from wrestling. Um, yeah, it's a heist one. movie starring the edge um, and uh, <laughs> Kelsey Grammer has um, hired slash blackmailed him to pull a heist on this plane called Money Plane. It's called Money Plane? 
it's called it's called money plane. It flies over international waters so they can bet money on anything they want. It flies. Not e- sorry, it doesn't even fly over international waters. They're calling it international airspace. Okay. And so you can bet on whatever you want including and up to like murdering people, I guess. It's <laughs> It's run by uh jo- uh Joey Lewis. Is that is that his name? Is that the guy from Blossom? Joey, what's his name? Joey Joey from Blo- you know Lawrence Adams? Is that is it- Joey Lawrence. Lawrence Adams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that guy. Uh, Whoa, Joey Lawrence. That guy. Whoa. That guy. Whoa. Joey Lawrence. Yeah. And so he runs the plane and then Kelsey Grammer hires Edge and his crew to like um Edge steal all the crew? money off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Edge has a crew. Do they, is there a scene, you haven't seen it yet, but like, is there a scene where they're, him and the crew are like sitting around going over the schematics of the money plane and he's like, well, I haven't even gotten to the most difficult part yet. There's a security system that has a code that we won't have and biometrics that we can't fake, you know, <laughs> like, let me tell you about this right, money yeah, plane. No, no, no. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> it seems like an impossible task. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, no, this, is this it, new? I've it never heard out, of this movie. It, yeah, it came out like a month ago on Netflix, or where? Where is this movie? No, no, I think it's a. Uh, I think it might be an Amazon movie. I really don't remember. I just i the trailer was floating around for a minute because everybody thought it was a joke. This isn't a real movie, um, <laughs> but yep, sure enough, Money Plane. Do you know what I'm Money Plane also sounds like a weird thing Sean Connery's James Bond like like when he forgets Money Penny's name. <laughs> Get me a Money Plane. <laughs> Good afternoon, Miss Money Plane. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, did you just call I, me I Money Plane? To... No, I said Miss Money Plane. No, I <laughs> oh man uh i've been debating whether or not to watch on disney plus the magic camp movie (laughs) starring gillian jacobs and uh and uh what's his name from yeah workaholics yeah or adam adam divine yeah i'm I'm on the fence about that as well it could be goofy oh it's definitely going to be goofy as hell it could be good goofy so i I know know. i watched the trailer and i was like yeah maybe I'm bored. You know what? We both are like, I can't decide whether or not to watch that. We're going to. We oh, are going to. Let's be clear. <laughs> now that you've told me what Money Plane is, I'm watching it. Like, why would I not watch Money Plane? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't even. Uh, I wish I could. Um, are you. You're, you're connected to the internet right now, right? Obviously, yeah. I can't use. I can't use this. Look, look up Money Plane and please say aloud. The uh, Kelsey Grammer's character's name, because that—that's what really oh, okay. sold me on this thing. Of okay, you guys really went out of your way here. What is his name? Like Tom Moneyplane or something? Ew, oh, it's oh, he's so Christian. much better. It's so much better. Oh, 
I have okay. First of all, love that Edge is credited as Adam Copeland and that he's playing a character named yes. Jack Reese. But Kelsey Grammer is <laughs> the Rumble. The, yes, that's his nickname. Is the Rumble? Well, what's his full name? Oh, it just says the Rumble. That's what he's credited as. Get out of here! Does it just say the Rumble? What a bunch of horse shit! Because I think his last name is Grouch. <laughs> what? Also, you didn't I tell me Thomas Jane was Grouch. in this movie. Oh, yeah, Thomas Jane is in the movie. And Denise Richards, like, they went all out for money play. I can't believe, I cannot believe hold it on. doesn't Because I went to IMDb. It Rumble? Yeah, hold on, maybe, because I, I went to IMDb, let me go to the Wikipedia. Darius Grouch. Boom. Okay, Darius Grouch is for sure Oscar the Grouch's dad in Sesame Street. <laughs> it's where we find out that Oscar actually comes from money and chooses to live in trash cans. <laughs> like, because he's cut all ties with Darius. I just couldn't, I couldn't live up to my dad's expectations. <laughs> dad, I'm not going to live your life. <laughs> I don't want to live your life. Yeah, there it is. Darius Emanuel Grouch the Third, aka the Rumble. What? Where did the Rumble come from? I guess you have to watch the <laughs> why movie. Why don't they call him? Why don't they call him the Grouch? It doesn't. Make that would have made way sense. more sense. It's right. It's right yeah. there. <sighs> Mister Grouch is my father. Call me Darius. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't we bring call this up an hour Rumble. ago? Why did we not bring this up I an hour ago? Now I just want to talk know. about this movie. <laughs> Joey Lawrence as the concierge. Matthew Lawrence as the cowboy. All right. They should be okay. paying us, but they obviously they, don't have any money left over this high budget. Well, film it's all no on the plane. Bought. All the money's in the plane. It's in the plane. We have money's to go to the plane. In the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, question everything. I feel better. Oh, that was great. I'm glad we finished that show. This is a good show. We're going high, high, high in the heavens above. can with fire, fire, fire from the hill While I was working sideways, rolling silverware, thinking what's my time okay. Before my thought could finish, my girl sent a text saying we should end it. Initially, didn't know what to feel. She said my plans to leave for California gave her questions. I took a deep breath, took down my shield, said best of luck with St. Paul, see you in the next one. Press on, and that's one less pack to pack. Cause once it's time to hit the road, there's no looking back. Music is my mistress, Wiley is the magic hat. Los Angeles is my spacecraft to crash. Just a waiter in a restaurant dreaming. Letting his mind wander while he's cleaning. Working with the means of a blind swordsman. I won't need to see the light to know I'm closing in. In the heavens of 
down. Till down. Till down. Can you stand still while your self-esteem shakes? Waiting the cold now for your future sake. There's no clean blade in making the clean break. So I pack no more than I need take. Because my demons have been calling out my name. And I've been drifting like a ghost for so many winter days. That the outside and the end is starting to feel the same. I'm banking on pennies from the sidewalk, cheap frames. Lack of morality, impulse, bad tippers. And a death trap with four wheels to get there. Never without those who click share and the kickstart for Wiley and I to even sit here. The world's a heart and sinner spinning out of spite. To get back the question on where to draw the finish line. So I close my eyes longer than I can afford it. I won't need to see it to know I'm moving toward it. Diamonds and lies way more than your pride and gold. Swing big and effort, oh. Dive in the deep where every step takes a lick deep. of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. Sometimes, they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy, do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.